What's going on, folks? Happy Wednesday. It's Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with a new live show. Yeah, we're back. It's felt like a while since we've been live on YouTube, but it's just been a week. It's been a long week. Tim, I hope you're well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing really good. Ready to talk some Notre Dame football. One more day closer to spring and uh, finally start getting some real football. This is like always such a lull. And uh, from the bowl game to now, we did it last year. It was craziness. This year, it's like, is there is there a coach change since we've last uh, yeah. you know, like texted an hour oh, ago? Like, I know, Mason, I'm just like, my gosh, is it ever going to let up? You know, do they, is the staff finalized? Are we ready to go? It's going to, it's, what a whirlwind it's been, right? Since the, uh, since Freeman took over, it's been a, a whirlwind. Yeah. It's been wild. Yeah. It's been, it's been a wild, what, 14, 15 months, whatever the heck it's been. But uh, it's, it's been good content, right? It's been exciting shows and a lot of good dialogue. I'm thinking back to last April or so, Tim, when Notre Dame schedules Tennessee State, we spent like, I think we had like two or three videos on that. And, you know, Notre Dame, you know, playing an, an FCS school and, uh, and an HBCU, like they're, they're like pregame mass being a thing. Like there's always something yep. like that was last year. It's like, man, there's nothing to talk about. Freeman just gives us these things, you know, <laughs> that we can discuss. But today we do have a good bit. Um, I think like an hour before we started recording, the media was wrapping up interviews um, with the local media. Uh, or excuse me, the coaches were wrapping up with the local media. Um, at least the two new ones, Gino Caduli and Joe Rudolph, as well as like nine newcomers on the offensive side of the ball, the, the incoming transfers and early enrollees at, at the high school level. So we'll talk about just a little bit from that, some of the notable quotes from that. We've got Isaiah Foskey made some interesting comments about uh, NIL and um, if he would have picked Notre Dame, you know, in, in an NIL era. Some interesting stuff from that scouting combine. We'll touch on that a little bit uh, and then some recruiting topics um, as well. So get in the comments, drop super chats. If you want us to address anything, um, Andrew says, love the show slash board. Hey, get on our loose emoji message board. Twenty nine ninety nine gets you access to the start of the football season. Andrew says, can't watch live, but would love for Tim to break down the O-line targets. Lucky for you, Andrew, Andrew, we are, it's on the docket for us to talk about the three offered 2024 offensive linemen that we know about who are coming in this spring. Um, so we will hopefully discuss that. It's it's our schedule to be our last topic of the show. So you know how this can go. You know, uh, I still got a couple articles to write tonight and some video work to do. So we'll see if we get there. I can't go too late tonight. Um, but uh, if not, Andrew, I promise we will get to that next week. But really do appreciate the Super Chats. Um, Sean says singer tried calling in always Irish anonymous. I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. Um, uh, my wife's been out of town. I had nothing to do on Friday night. May or may not have called into, uh, it's always Irish. John's, John's a friend. Uh, Was that, uh, the scuttlebutt I saw on the message board and, um, all right. Yeah. I have to, I have to get on Mr. YouTube and look for that then. All right. This is what I do when I'm a, when I'm a living as a bachelor. Joey says, yeah. Folks, please do hit the thumbs up on this video. I agree, Joey. Yeah, folks, please do hit the thumbs up. Really does support us more than you know. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any content. And for folks watching back via podcast, always would recommend going and watching on YouTube live or the replay. Always get the good visual. Get to see this pretty face of mine and then Tim's fantastic head of hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, real quick, Mike, before we get rolling here, you got a, you got a haircut. 
haircut I comment. Did. I, I got did. needs to get a comb. I get a haircut and I don't get any love a week ago. So, you know, I went and got one. The you know the people were saying I need to cut my hair. I went and cut it. Well, this is my burner account that that Berkshire is commenting from. So this that was actually oh, me. Oh, All right, so yeah, let's dive into it. Um, you know, I, I thought this was probably the most interesting comment, Tim. Sure. Um, this is a tweet from Tyler Hork. I'll read it for podcast audience. Uh, quote from Gaduli: Tyler Buckner isn't going to take a back seat to anybody. End quote. Horka continues to tweet. Gaduli says he fully expects Buckner to compete with Sam Hartman for the starting quarterback job. What's your initial reaction? Tim Hyde is shaking his head and chuckling. What's up, Tim? Yeah, Nathan says, real quick, Mike. Yeah, real quick. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, isn't this what we talked about? How we're going to have the most amazing coaching cliches. We're going to get this awesome competition. Guys are going to be going full blow. Oh, it's unbelievable. Sam Hartman's going to take the ball against Navy. So that's just my humble opinion. We had an amazing talk last week. You know, we could get into, you know, the philosophical because I'm more of building and trying to build the Notre Dame program. And I fully understand the Sam Hartman thing. When we, you know, when you broke the news, he was going to be more than likely coming in the Gator Bowl was the first thing I said. And it made Mike Gould be upset. He's a starting quarterback. He is. He's a starting quarterback. All of this fluff about a competition. It's going to look good on paper. It's going to look good on on Twitter. Sam Hartman's going to start. That's that's just my humble opinion. No matter what I believe about competition and all that, I fully expect him to be the guy. That's just my take. As much as I think Buckner and the other guys, I, I would love to have seen them play this year as Freeman keeps preparing his program for down the road. Hartman's here. He's going to play. Yeah, to, to be fair, I did not break that news. That would have been sweet. But uh, – yeah, that was. Well, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, about it. we talked about it. Yeah, um, Tim, I'm I'm interested because now I have you without Goolsby. Goolsby's on our show the past yeah. couple of weeks and it was great. Uh, we got folks always saying, "Where where's Goolsby for this week's show?" Look, I mean, this is this is the Singer and Hyde show. We got the Singer and Goolsby show. Just sorry that you guys have to get so much a Singer, um, but uh, I, I'm interested, Tim. Now that it's just me and you, Goolsby sometimes watches these and or listens back to podcasts when he's you know, working the biceps, but, uh, you don't really believe all that, Tim, do you? I mean, come on. My, my, you know, my, you know, my thing is, is the, is the building is the program building and win a national championship with Sam Hartman. There you go. That's a it, building. If, if it happens, great. Well, you know, we'll, we'll get a nice banner, put it in the man cave and it'll look great. And Notre Dame could finally put something on the, you know, on the, you know, play like a champion sign. It'd be awesome. Um, I don't think it is a national championship football team. So I think all of that talk is a little interesting to begin with. That's just my opinion when looking at the roster and looking at a few positions, because uh, to win the national championship, you're probably going to have to beat two SEC football teams. So you have to build a roster to beat those guys. And I don't think this 23 team has. Um, and then my bottom line, which I talked about a ton last year or last week is I just truly believe making that 2024 is vital. I do the playoffs. I just I can't with the eh, and, and next year. Tim, a, you don't know a pandemic could happen next year. Like, give me what's here and now. The building thing is a secondary thing, but right now is the wrong priority. And I'm just I'm a little surprised. And I get it. I'm a, I'm just a little surprised that you went. Look, Goolsby, love the man to death. His bias is showing. 
with the Buckner stuff. He loves Tyler Buckner, mm-hmm. and I think that is kind of influencing his judgment. For you, I was just a little surprised. A little surprised. Because, well, like I said, my my whole my whole point, Sam Hartman's here. He's the quarterback. That's 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 a no-brainer. But my whole thing is about just down the road. I want Freeman to have success down the road. And I mentioned the hamster reel. I mentioned the recruiting. Yeah. It's something will will happen. And if not, you know what they should do? Then I'm wrong. But I but you know, but hold on, Mike. Okay. I mean, you're already talking about. 2025 quarterbacks are already planning or setting up visits in March and April. And I'm that's why I said last week, who cares? Because seriously, who really cares about quarterback? If my odds are they're going to have to get another quarterback next year, because the reason why Hartman's here is because Marcus Freeman does not believe the quarterbacks Buckner and Jelly Minchie could play in 2023. If he thought they could play, they would be playing them. He does not think they could play. But that doesn't mean don't recruit high school quarterbacks anymore because maybe one of them will play. Exactly. One of them eventually down the road. And someone on the message board I was chatting with today was like, well, you know, by 2025, Minchie, Carr. I'm like, okay, so now you're asking Minchie to sit on the bench for three years, then get a – you know, eventually eventually something has to break with this Notre Dame quarterbacking. You're, But you're, you're kind of acting – gosh, I want to move on with the show, but it's such no, a good no, 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 question. But, like – it, you're acting like Notre Dame's just been playing transfer quarterbacks. Like, I mean, book started for years. They recruited him. Um, you had Cone. Well, they have been, they have the been guy. I mean, You know, Cone was a necessity. They had to have Cone. They only had two quarterbacks. You only had Pine and Buckner. They had to get Jack Cone. We, we talked to Ad Nauseam about that when he came aboard. I was all for that. Goolsby did not like that. Me, he knew it was smart move, and Jack Cone had a heck of a football season. Now you have three on the roster. But Hartman's not a start, smart move. <laughs> Hartman's a damn, but, but Hartman is a damn good quarterback. He he is a very good quarterback. He's an outstanding quarterback. I don't think he's a bum at all. He's a, excuse me, a really good quarterback. But they have three on the roster. So Freeman doesn't think none of them could play this year, but they can play next year. If you have three, 16, or 20. All right, let me ask you this, Tim. Who would you rather have in a playoff game this season, Hartman or Buck? Oh, I mean, Sam Hart. Sam Hartman is the better quarterback. Then, then stop. So is, there, I just is, don't like the. But this is my take. He is the better quarterback. He is going to be the quarterback this year. I will not argue that at all. Like there, there is this competition, and Buckner, and Buckner is going to have 50-50 shot. I don't think he is. Sam Hartman is the better quarterback. But at the end of spring, now if he leaves, is Stephen Jelly truly going to be a number two? But you can't base. But Freeman doesn't think he's a number two because he brought the quarterback to make him the number three. I I hear all these things, but you can't now say because of this, Buckner, I think, should start this season. I didn't say Buckner should start this season. Ever ever since Hartman's come aboard, I always said he is starting. Okay, then you don't think Notre Dame should have taken Buckner? Or, excuse me, Hartman? I think long term, I, I don't understand why they did. I... To play the best quarterback they, they could get on the field for the season. Then there you go. Then why didn't they do it last year? I think, Tim, I thought they should have. <laughs> exactly. They made it, exactly. So, so they're in the same position two years in a row, and they didn't do it last year. They did it this year. Next year, they're going to have to do it again next year. They Dude. are. There's if no they, way are they going to play those guys next year. They're not. Dude, if they can get a tr- – the, if they can get – 
a quarterback of the caliber, Sam Hartman, every single year as in the transfer portal, one-year rentals every year, I'm fine with it. Keep then, bringing them in, bro. Keep you, bringing yeah. them in. <laughs> like, dude, I, that's, that's at least me. Maybe one of them can be like a, a grants transfer with two years. You know, now you're talking a little bit more stability. But this is college football, guys. I mean, you're, you're there for, I guess now you can have six and seventh year guys, but traditionally four or five years, it's a lot of people moving in and out, the coaching staff moving in and out. It's all about 2023 for me. So, but anyways, we did have more tweets to get to, but I will give you a true 30, Tim, sure. if you want to talk anything else on this. No, that's fine. I mean, we had a great talk last week and Hart, Hartman is the quarterback. That is my that is my prediction. That is my take. He is the quarterback. We're going to talk about Sam Hartman more this year than we will Tyler Buckner. Ten seconds, I'm done. All right, Tim, proud of you. I do need to get our producer Trey to give me like a um, if he can have like a little a, a, a Tim Hyde timer. How about that, Tim Hyde timer? Rick says you need to let a QB get experience, otherwise you get in a perpetual cycle of transfers like we are now. I'll tell you, Rick, if Notre Dame wins a playoff game this year, you're not going to care. Not going to care. I do think that Notre Dame needs to bench Joe Walt because he's not going to play next year. I think that's, I mean, because you, you got to break in the left tackle, right? I mean, come on, come on. You know, you know, like, obviously I'm joking, poking at Tim a little bit. Like, it's, oh, I, I, I think part of football is that just like, you know, like, you know, I know Buckner played a little bit as a freshman, but you step into a starting role and you didn't play at all or a little bit just the year before. Like that's, that's how it goes. I'm, I'm fine and, with and it. And it's happened tons in Notre Dame's history where they've had a guy just play a couple mop up minutes and he's the guy the next year. It's happened. That's, it's that's happened. Cool. I mean, you don't have to have 10 games of backup experience. I get all that. Yeah, I truly, I truly do. Realistic. It's happened historically, but the fact, you know, it's just interesting how they brought one in this year. They have quarterbacks with experience. Freeman went to them after the USC game and just said, Hey, I'm bringing in a guy that he obviously did that knowing someone's going to transfer. So he wanted to clean out some, the room somehow. And it, and it happened. Pine left. Boom. And then, you know, we are where we are. So obviously he had a plan in mind because my humble opinion, he doesn't think the quarterbacks at Notre Dame could, could win games for him. That's my honest opinion. And those are the same ones that are going to be on the roster next year, and we'll see what happens. I did text him, and I will say that, you know, when – between Goolsby, myself, and Tim – all right, no, I should say when I talk to Tim and Goolsby, because I know you two will just talk Notre Dame. You guys will do your chit-chat. Oh, we've been doing it every time. night watching You guys football. chit-chat over text message all the time. Yeah. If I talk oh. to Tim or Goolsby, it's really just about business. Like, hey, we're setting up the show. What are the topics? I did text him. I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, are you re are you really on this? And I usually don't do that. Um, you know, talk, you know, too much work outside of work. But, um, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, Tim, I, I, I was just, I don't know, a little surprised. But, all right, let's move along. Let's move along. But I'm Go a program it. guy. I'm a bit, I want to build the program. We got to move on. Speaking I, of, I just hope this does not ruin something somehow. Yeah, bringing in Sam Hartman and ruin something. I don't know. I mean, Sam, hey, Sam Hartman's not a he's he's not Jalen Hurts transferring. He's not you know Caleb Williams. Let's 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 keep that in mind as well. He's not this be all that you know. He he didn't dominate you know and just win games all by himself at Wake Forest. Now he's a good quarterback. 
He's not some yeah, but I mean, come on. If he's a dude, Mike, he's been playing college for five years. If he's a dude, he'd been at the combine last week. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts like that as well. Jalen Hurts was at Alabama and I, and you I know Taylor but, Williams is at Oklahoma. We're talking about Wake Frickin' Forest. True. And if he was a legitimate dude, and this is what Goolsby's talked about a million he times, if he was a legitimate dude, he's in the NFL and he's not. Yeah. He's a good college quarterback who's playing a sixth year yeah. of college. Tim Tebow is the greatest quarterback of my lifetime. He and, was legit. You know, he stunk in the pros. I mean, so I don't love that. He's well, the college and pros are different. All right, here we go. Patrick Angle tweets, Tino Kaduli was complimentary of Notre Dame's offensive structure under Tommy Reese. Quote, we're not going to deviate too much. My first thought when I saw this was – I mean, it's college football. What do you think Gaduli is going to run a triple option? I mean, they're going to throw to the tight ends. They're going to run the football. They're going to play to the strengths. So it's my understanding, Tim, that the, a lot, I think a lot of the terminology is going to change. Um, but it's, it's football in 2023. I had someone ask me the other day on the message board. Real, uh, real quick, you said it is going to change? Freeman is changing terminology. He's having them change it? I think so. Okay. I think some, yeah, I think some of the terminology is going to change. But I had someone ask me the other day, like, um, I, I I don't know if they're asking about Parker or Gaduli, but like, when and asking about one of them, do they like or what kind of style of quarterback do they like? It, we're not in an age anymore where it's like I'm a I want to recruit a pro style quarterback or I want to recruit a dual threat. You got to be able to do it all, yeah. right, Tim? I mean, you're going to have some guys who are much more on one side of it. Or the other, like a cone, going to Hartman, or statue, or a a Buckner who's you know questionable throwing the ball downfield, but is very mobile. But for the most part, recruiting, you're just going after the best quarterback, tall, short, runner. Like you, you like you're just going after the best quarterback you can get. That's my opinion. I say all this to go back to the tweet. What do you? I mean, he's they're going to do, they're going to line up under the center shotgun. They're going to throw the tight end. I mean, they're just going to run a modern offense. I don't think there's too much reinventing of the wheel. Am I crazy here, Tim, or is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, no, I agree. It's like, I mean, people keep talking about this. Oh, you know, these guys got to learn all that. It's inside outside zone. Notre Dame runs a bunch of deep duo. Is that something that Joe Rudolph likes? Are they, you know, Wisconsin just ran so much stretch and, they're a big pin and pull team, pulling bodies at Wisconsin. Is Rudolph bringing that? It's football. Uh, it's you know Notre Dame doesn't have the personnel to go four or five wides ninety percent of the time. They're not going to snap the ball in eighteen seconds, which was Bob Stoops' thing at Oklahoma. So, so you're saying maybe some of the offensive line, you know, techniques, what they do there might change a little bit. So that's that's a good coach's point. I, I would definitely say so because Joe. I mean, I mean Joe Rudolph's had great success doing some things and okay. i wouldn't be surprised if they do some different things running the ball that i want to be sure it's still a lot of the same run plays that I, you know your basic teams do but notre dame is tight end you so you're going to have a tight end so yeah. you know you're going to do that i don't you know i don't see them being as much 12 personnel because the second and third tight end at notre dame are huge question marks you know they they are you know evans and then it's some injured dudes you hope that get back so that's why I truly believe they're going to be a true spread, 11 personnel, three wides, 90% of the time this year. And that's just your basic standard pro set offense, you know, when you yeah. watch the NFL. 
Yeah, it's not like where college is doing one thing and NFL's doing the other, you know, like it's yeah. it's all kind of the same. Yeah, all right. I mean, they can, you know, they may you know run some, you know, some QB runs. You know, Hartman is, you know, Hartman two years ago had a lot of success running the ball. Last year he didn't because he had that uh but liver injury or that uh internal bleeding that caused him to miss camp in the first game last year. Uh, so he but he's very athletic, and then obviously Buckner could run around like crazy if he had to and get in there. So yeah, I don't see them changing and going crazy, you know, football, you know, run and shoot, things of that nature. No more, more kudos to my my haircut. I mean, I'll have to text Amy my uh Love it. Yeah. I'll have to text my haircut lady and say, Hey, you did an amazing job. Okay. When a side argument from me. Maybe not an argument, just a point about the whole Buckner Hartman discussion was one of my sources told me that Hartman coming in was the best thing for Tyler Buckner's career, whether he knows it or not. Cause he and, and Goolsby, I think, kind of chuckled at me. You did, you know, I don't remember what your reaction was, but like that Buckner's gonna get to learn from a, a pro. And when I say pro, I don't mean an actual NFL quarterback yet. Oh, a guy who's been around. A guy who's been around. I really do think that if Buckner kind of is serious about not that I'm not trying to, you know, say that he wouldn't be serious about it. But like, if if Buckner like really does like, all right, I'm going to learn from this guy. Like I'm going to compete for sure. But if I'm QB two, I'm going to embrace it and stick it out. I think Buckner, you know, that could set him up for a really good 2024. Now does learning from Hartman Trump playing experience, uh, you know, I, I can't tell the future on that, but that's what my source told me. I was like, hey, this is going to be such a good thing for Buckner and Minchie and Jelly Paulus. I thought this was interesting along those lines. Sam Hartman quote on Tyler Buckner. Again, these guys have just known each other um, or, you know, been in the football program together for a couple months. The quote is, we're like best friends. That's Hartman on Buckner. Hartman, this is continuing the tweet from uh, Blue and Gold's Patrick Angle. Hartman said they trained together before and will train together during spring break. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like that, this is that's good stuff. Like this is good stuff for Tyler Buckner. So best case scenario, Tim, Hartman does well this season, kills it. Buckner stays is fantastic for 2024. And then you got 2023 and 2024 are just rocking for Notre Dame at the quarterback position. Your thoughts, Tim? No, I love that. I mean, that's a great quote right there. The fact that they are, to me, that says more. That says a lot about Tyler Buckner. That's also mm-hmm. going back to him and uh, Drew Pine. You always heard about how those two guys were best buddies, hung out all the time, were really close. You know, a lot of trust, and you know, we're always helping each other and, and whatnot. I heard, you know, Pine was communicating like crazy during uh, Buckner during the bull prep, and obviously afterwards tell him congrats and all that stuff. So I think that says also a lot about Tyler Buckner, his family, his upbringing type of character that he is. And, and you read between the lines and I'm dying to see when Tyler talks during, during spring ball, which I'm sure he'll have a chance to talk is you get the sense going to what Mr. Mike Singer's saying, like he's buying in, he's got, he's, he's fully planning on being here in 24. And if that's the case, and that then that is great. That, that's great for Notre Dame. I it is. If Buckner's here, because if Buckner leaves after this spring, it's going to be a mess because then you got Angeli and, and Minchie as the twos battling for twos. So I hope Buckner stays. I think he's a very good quarterback. He's had some raw deals, no doubt about it. 
damn, but when he plays, he could play. And I truly hope he's bought in. And that quote, that quote sounds very, very positive moving forward. All right. Good stuff there. That's uh, going through some of the key kind of tweets that, you know, that our Bloom Gold staff tweet, you know, posted on, on social media. Anything, anything from uh, Rudolph? Uh, I talked to Horka. We recorded a video. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe a half hour before we started recording today. Yeah, we'll just, have that tomorrow. Gotcha. Um, and of course, all those stories. I think they talked to 10 or 11 guys. So we'll have yeah. plenty of content um, from that on our website, bloomgold.com. Plus, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a few of them on our YouTube channel tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I'll, we'll have like a reaction video where I talked to Horka, recorded that tonight, and we'll post that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, just yes. to, you know, just to end on that, I'm, I just really want to hear what. Uh... I want to hear from Drake Bowen how baseball is going. I, I know he's on. He baseball. talks a lot about baseball. Um, okay. So that that will be out. So yeah, bloomgold.com. Definitely head to the website to check that out. Tim, I will let you uh, take a quick breather while I uh, pay some bills here from uh, our friends over at Rogue Shop. Yes, this is our husband and wife outfit. Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine. It is a true holistic type of small business. Head to their website, rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U shop.com. They sell everything, folks. CBD, THC edibles, tincture, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Hop on the live chat feature on the website and talk to Shar. Um, answer if she will answer any questions you have. Please head to the website rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, anxiety, stress, any of those kind of issues. And you can use promo code Bloom and Gold for 10% off your order. Again, that is promo code Bloom and Gold for 10% off your order. All right, Mr. Hyde, bringing you back in. Talk a little bit more uh, Notre Dame football and. Uh, yeah, kind of the, the headliner of the show is uh, a comment from uh, Isaiah Foskey. This is from the Combine. He says, quote, I feel like I wouldn't have gone to Notre Dame if there was NIL when I was coming into college. It would have been pretty hard to go there and stay there given the amount of money other schools are throwing around. So that's what Mr. Foskey had to say. And this is per an article in the San Francisco Chronicle. Of course, you know, he's from Northern California. He also said in the article, the price difference was so big, I wouldn't know what to do. There's so much pressure on the player and his family. You can't, you can make NIL money when you're at Notre Dame. You just have to work for it. So, um, you know, he also said, um, or it also said in the article, something to the effect of, and I kind of agree with this. Like you, you can make some good NIL money when you get to Notre Dame, but from everything I've been told, and I mentioned this in the article from the San Francisco Chronicle, Notre Dame's not buying recruits. Like it's not, it's not come here and you're going to get NIL money for signing here. It's a, it's a as a bribe, basically. So interesting comments. And then he did tweet. Uh, I believe this was Monday. 
In a recent interview, my words were taken completely out of context. Let me be clear about one thing. I am proud to be a Notre Dame man and could not imagine playing anywhere else. Hashtag love thee with a shamrock emoji. Okay, Tim. So my thoughts on this is he said one thing in an interview, you know, he tweeted it out, you know, that, hey, my my words were taken out of, complex, out of context. I'm not going to cast stone at, you know, either of these people. I just... I want to look at the bigger picture of this, Tim. Like, is this a real thing that Notre Dame is battling with on the recruiting trail? Like kids are not going to Notre Dame because they can get money right now elsewhere. Did we see that in the 2023 class? I absolutely think so. I've been saying for what NIL has been around for coming on two years now. I've been saying, I think NIL is the worst thing that could happen to Notre Dame. It's really good when you're there. If you're a star at Notre Dame, you're making a lot of money, right? But in recruiting, it's tough if school A is offering you six figures or whatever to sign there. Whether or not you're getting that money is a different discussion, but they're offering that or you know, saying, that, hey, if you come here, we'll give you this, and Notre Dame's not. If I love Notre Dame's coaches and, and, and the program, I also love this school, but this school's giving me 100 Gs and this school's not. Where are you going? Yeah, my first take when I saw the the Foskey thing was, is he saying that because he's at the combine as if he's being recruited today? Because when he was recruited, he was, you know, your typical four-star ranked in the 200s. He wasn't some national recruit. Everyone was banging the door down. He was, you want to talk about silent commit, he's probably silent commit for like six months to Notre Dame. And then, you know, he's one of the last ones to commit in that class, waited for his season to finish at De La Salle. So, that was the first thing I thought about. Like, what are you talking about? You weren't, he probably wouldn't have been a huge NAL, NAIA guy to begin with. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, just to be honest, if he's putting himself back and then, you know, they're not throwing dollars all over him. The money's going to quarterbacks and some of the high end five star athletic. Oh, you're talking about as a recruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a recruit, I'm talking about, you know, if he was a recruit coming out of 2019 and, you know, name, image, likeness was around. So, yeah, he wasn't going to be getting millions of dollars. He wasn't that highly ranked to do that. And as you know, these not every single recruit is getting $400,000, $200,000. It's not. It's not. It is a select few that are, and the quarterbacks are making it bigger than it is. I think a lot of it's promises. I don't think a lot it's of these guys are promises. There's guys, uh, the, you know, the Athletic had a great interview during the All-American Bowl or the one down in Florida where they interviewed like 15 guys and, you know, 10 of them were like, yeah, we're, you know, they talk about it, but we, you know, we got no contracts. There's nothing coming up front. I think the media makes a huge thing about it because it's a cool topic to talk about. There are people getting money up front. Sure. But is it, you know, it's, is it costing Notre Dame? Sure. It probably did with a couple guys. Let's be brutally honest. It did, but they still signed good football players. No, but, they're still going to get 25 dudes every single year. But if I, if, if I said out there, who do you like to or just our audience listening? Who do you think Notre Dame lost because of NIL? And I say that in the comments, people are going to drop their names and they're going to say oh. three. I'm going to see three names recur over, over again. Dante Moore, Keon Keeley, Peyton Bowen. And I'll say two. I, for me, you know, I'm, I, I may be the, the only soul on earth that believes this, but. I, I still believe Keeley went to Alabama because it's Alabama. 
right, so but let's just say Notre Dame lost two of those three. Or one of those yeah, three. We can use all three just to We're make We're talking play. program changers, right? I mean, maybe not a safety, but you know, safety's not, you know, it's hard to having a just a crazy impact as a yeah. safety. Kyle Hamilton went out against North Carolina. The Irish defense was fantastic. Yeah. But pass rusher and quarterback. Okay, and then so, I and I like to look at those as okay, Keeley went to Alabama. He didn't he didn't go to you know South Carolina. You know, he went he went to Alabama. So he chose Alabama over Notre Dame. I, I I'm sorry, how, you know, how do you fault a guy? He's in the South. I'm, yeah, I'm not fault. I'm just saying. No, no, and I'm not fault. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying in general. So when you're like, oh, people like, oh, money cost him. Hey, he went to Alabama. He, you know, he went to Alabama. And with Dante Moore, yeah, there's no doubt. He shopped around. His dad saw the cash that was being flown around to a bunch of other quarterbacks that were out there. He's going, But he's going to UCLA and Chip Kelly, which, you know, Dorian, you know, Thompson Robinson, whatever, DTR, excuse me, um, he leaves, played four years. Dante Moore probably thinks he could go do the same thing in four years and do it. So, you know, at the end of the day, is that is that something that you know lit you know lit him up to go to UCLA? UCLA is not throwing out millions of dollars of cash. They're not. They're, so that he he went to the best program for him at the end of, end of the day when he really looked at it. And and let's and let's be honest with Dante Moore, we could talk about that. CJ Carr is is probably the main reason why he started to drift away, correct? As we get back into that. I know it's that whole rabbit hole you start going down when you start talking about Pick those. Pick it or the egg, guys. Tim. And then in that whole March, April period with those two. So I hear you. Yeah, I swear each I time I ask sources about what the heck happened there, I get a different <laughs> I get a different answer. You know, the you know, the money's real, but they still got you know, Jeremiah. Love. you know they still got a huge sec tailback they still got some guys because it is notre dame so it's not um you know they didn't go out there and just get a bunch of nobodies they still got some darn good football players that did get offers from other schools yeah and i had a he's got, got yeah i got a comment here from domer wop saying Jaden rashada yeah that's um that's definitely an example of what's he getting now zero you know he, he went to florida to um you know, and he was supposed to get a money and a lot of money, and then he didn't get it. And he, he gets out of his his and N L I, yeah, N L I. He didn't get his NIL, so he got out of his NLI. So now he's going to Arizona State, and their and their program yeah, is like show up. Yeah, exactly. But now he's going there, and he wants to make money. You got to go do the endorsements and do it like the Notre Dame guys are. So, but that's going back to I mean, the Notre Dame guys are obviously making money. They are. They're making money. They have the fund. Every single player on the team is getting a stipend from what's being reported, and and their major league dudes are making cash. So yeah. it can be done at Notre Dame. And I, I don't know. You know, let you know, let the SEC fight over it. And as as I've said, ninety nine percent of these guys that are making all these deals, Notre Dame's not recruiting, right? The majority of these guys, as you know, Mike. So. Yeah, a couple, couple comments. Jay Carr says, Mike's got that Dolphins case. Yeah, my brother just FaceTimed me, so I popped up my phone to show him what I was doing um, and uh, hung up on him. Um, yeah, big Dolphins fan. Not sure. Still not sure about Tua. I don't know. I love him. And then I'm like, I'm not sure. But they, sh- they should have brought in a free agent then and just take over, right? Instead of developing? Yeah. 
Damn, I mean, the pros are so much different than college. That's a silly argument. I know you don't. You should have brought one in. I mean, if you're going to start Tyler Buckner, I mean, you have a maximum. If you start him as a true freshman, you got four years with them. That's that's it. Tua could be a starting quarterback for 15 years. I mean, it's totally different. But hey, um, someone mentioned Buckner in the red shirt. He did get a red shirt last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like, get a red shirt. So yeah, he's got four years then, right? Because he, he was part of the COVID. I can't remember what the COVID I year it. was. Drunk yeah, Vigo says Singer still celebrating that 7-0 win. Liverpool's 7-0 win against Manchester United is equivalent to like Notre Dame blanking USC or Michigan. Let's say Michigan 49-0. Can you imagine if Notre Dame blanked Michigan 49-0? Oh, they beat them, you know, 31 nothing in 14, and that was like awesome. So it was 31 14. Yeah. Well, it's really 38. They took a pick six away for a penalty the last play of the game. So seven nil. I mean, it's like marriage day, you know, marriage day. What the hell's wrong with you? Wedding. It's like, you Uh, know, wedding, you know, first show with Tim Hyde, Liverpool seven, Man United zero. Appreciate the comment. That's a yeah. That's a soccer uh, beatdown. There, I work with a Man United fan, and I'm still not allowed to talk to her about it. She's too salty about it. All right, I did want to mention real quick, um, the uh, you know Todd, Todd Burlidge's uh, is. I mean, he's been a regular you know uh, guest on our show. I should call him a guest. He's you know longtime writer for Blue and Gold. He's been with Blue and Gold for close to two decades. His yeah. wife tragically passed away. Tracy. Um, had some post-surgery surgery complications. Uh, Tracy and Todd are married for 22 years and have three beautiful children together. Just yesterday morning, we um, my uh, other coworker Michelle Hamilton, um, who does a lot of our advertising or all of our advertising, she set up this GoFundMe, and this is less than 24 hours already, $3,400 race. I know it's a lot of it is Notre Dame fans, so I mean just. Supporting that family right now. You guys have been amazing for our folks um, watching Blue and Gold, um, you know, in, in our message board. So if you want to, um, you know, donate, um, you can uh, see the uh, the URL up there. GoFundMe.com backslash or no, GoFundMe.com slash F slash Burlage dash family dash support so thirty four hundred dollars raised in 48 donations as we record this so far notre dame fans you guys have been absolutely amazing i i just wanted to mention that you know that was uh not something i was told to do but uh todd is just an amazing dude like you know great guy great writer i've been reading him for you've been reading he's been with blue and gold exactly and condolences the time i can imagine so, our, I mean, seriously, when I saw that, I was just like, wow, that, that blew me away. Just to lose your wife that suddenly like that. So just, you know, hope all's well, Todd. And, um, yeah, Notre, Notre Dame people out there, I love you. And, you know, been reading you forever. And you know, big time condolences, man. Really, yeah. that was powerful to read yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, three people that I've worked with that I just wish I could work with more people like that. Tim Hyde. Tim, you're up there, bro. You're not number one. This is in reverse order. <laughs> Tim Hyde, I, if I could work with five Tim Hydes, that'd be the best. Tim Hyde is the best person to work with. Todd Burlidge, and of course, Luce Emoji. Like, just the my three, like, just best teammates. Just like people, like your foxhole guys, right? Like, just these are the people that I want to work with. Low ego, high output people. Like, that's that's what I'm all about. Tim Hyde, you're definitely 
you're definitely in there. Yeah, definitely low ego. People sometimes get upset with me, and I'm like, man, I just love talking. It's like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't go in that. Thing is, hey, I love Tim, can you help me with something? Every single time, yes. We need it, yeah. Todd, Lou, um, can you post the link in the chat? Yes, I think yeah. so. I don't know if you guys will be able to click on it um, or exactly how that works, but let me go ahead and uh, and do that. So hopefully that works. So um, there it is. Yeah, cut and paste it. There it is. Uh, yeah, cut and paste. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. I don't care about the NFL Combine. I will see a couple tweets. Watch the Combine. I, I, I watch the first round of the draft, and I usually don't watch it afterwards. I don't know. Not a huge – this isn't really my area. Um, it's, but yeah. you wanted to talk about it, so let's talk about it a little yeah. bit. Some just, combine results. I'll give you a true thirty on on each of these. Any thoughts yeah. on? Mayor, I mean, Mayor was outstanding. I saw some uh, the guy pro, for uh, Pro Football Focus posted some comparable numbers with other tight ends. He was just doing blind, you know, things because people thought, oh, he didn't have a good uh, combine. He had an outstanding combine. He's and you go with that with his film and the program he's played for and the stats he's put up for three years. Yeah. Mayor, I mean, he solidified himself to be, you know, probably that first tight end, middle, you know, middle round guy. Foskey was solid, outstanding numbers. Once again, the thing with Foskey is, you know, his, uh, his film, sometimes he disappears and then he shows up and, and whatnot as you know, Goolsby talks about Foskey all the time about pass rush moves. He needs to really develop some at, at the next level, but I thought he had an outstanding combine probably going to be a solidified he probably locked in a good solid second round which a ton of notre dame d linemen have gone as of late so that's good for him patterson you know he'll, he'll he's a notre dame lineman he's going to get drafted mike and play for 10 years what's the odds of that pretty high so you know patterson's going to be drafted probably third round like so many other you know hainsey and some of those guys and just be a center guard for the next decade joseph I was never a fan of his, so I was uh, he was at the bottom of a lot of lot of rankings, which was not shocking. I was more surprised he got invited. I thought Tariq Gracie obviously had a heck of a last two years, and how he did not get a, a nod to go over uh, Joseph. But that's the biggest surprise for me. But outside of that, the Adamiola twins will probably be free agents. Lug will probably be a free agent. Did you talk Foskey? Um, yeah, Foskey. Yeah, he's gonna be a second. He's got to be a second rounder. He's got too much just natural ability and length and explosiveness, all that stuff. You got, I mean, how's the team not going to be able to find a spot for that guy? Plus, he's going to be a special team demon, outstanding special team player at Notre Dame. So, you know, Foskey's going to be that. That's something I, sneaky about Notre Dame, Tim, is that so many starters play special teams. That makes them so yeah, much more valuable to the NFL. Exactly. You got two players who are equal. One plays special teams, one doesn't. So, no, it's a nice little feather yeah. Exactly. He's been a captain, obviously the program leader in sacks, but special teams. I think teams, when they talk about him and they watch film, they're like, yeah, but he could play every single special teams for us in the NFL, which with the limited roster, it's a huge thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a second rounder. I'd go Mayor first, him second, Patterson that third, fourth round, and probably the rest of the guys probably going to be free agents is what I would you know, guess just off the top of my head. He ran a four five eight forty. That's fast as heck for a six five two hundred sixty five pounder. Running oh. a four five eight 
and that, that's tied for ninth out of 28 DNs. Yeah, what but the, the hell do these guys get fed to him? Yeah, but the DNs, I mean, we're talking, that's another thing. Someone broke these downs into like weights. And uh, you got a lot of 235ers, a lot of 240 guys hauling butt. It's like guys that are 265 like him. Someone posted on Twitter, which I had no idea. I mean, I'm like you. I don't study all these things. He is literally the same exact numbers as Clowney. When when Clowney came out and went, what, number one, the same numbers. Arm length, you know, width, 40 speed, the 20s, all this stuff. Literally to a T, the same as Clowney, which I thought was just fascinating. So. I see him being a solid second rounder if he slips into that late, late first. It's because of his special teams and the things that he will bring to a locker room. Because you know you're going to be solid with him for four years, which is what the standard contract, the standard contract rookies get. Yeah, I was looking at this. It's like, look at all so many of these numbers are like so close to each other, or right in the same little uh, marker and whatnot. Which I look at the three cone. It's like, what is that? One step away. <laughs> it's like. It is the shuttle. Yeah, it's fascinating. Because hmm. Clowney, obviously, when you think of Clowney, you just think of this freak of nature, you know? Look at the height. Look at the weight. They're right there. He didn't bench, which was interesting. All right. Uh, that's, that's, that's our combine breakdown. And, you know, hope everyone we, has a good time. We have some time for recruiting. So, uh, I, Sam, I don't know if you saw – my video with Darren Pritchett the other day, but I kind of went on a little rants as I tend to do about rankings, right? We love ranting about rankings. I I saw your other one about a few of the other guys. So if CJ Carr gets dropped in rankings or any Notre Dame commit for that matter, and you get pissed and you're like, man, this, these rankings suck. Or it, whether it's on three, 24-7 rivals, any of the websites. Someone drops a Notre Dame guy and you're like, man. Or that ranking is just way too low. That's the worst. This website sucks. They hate Notre Dame. Okay? So you have that stance. You also can't then be mad when Notre Dame's offering lower-ranked players. Because you already have acknowledged that the rankings suck. Yeah. So now you can't use them as a baseline for evaluating your player. Right? It's got to be one or the other. If that's kind of how you're going to be. Or I said in, my, in the video, Darren, or you can be like me and just kind of be like, eh, three-star, four-star, five, you know, whatever, top 200. I'll just kind of look at it as a data point. You know, you, you can look at the offer list. You look at the, the rankings. You got to consider kind of, you know, offense they played in or defense they played in. You know, what's the just the upside, where they – like, kind of got all this. Um, someone, you know, at a school I used to cover back in the day once told me – you know, these college coaches and recruiting office guys are detectives. Like it's so much more than just watching a huddle and, or looking at a rankings. It's, there's a lot to it. So I say all this to kind of bring us into our next topic. Notre Dame has been offering some lower ranked guys, or I'm writing articles. They're trending for some lower ranked guys. And like, first of all, signing days in nine months, like let's calm down. Like there's a lot of things to be happy here, whether it's, Notre Dame actually getting all your high-ranked guys or those lower-ranked guys getting bumped up and the high-ranked guys right now getting bumped down. Like, so much can happen. But, Tim, as I'm thinking here, you got Isaiah Canyon, you got Kennedy Urlacher. I'm just kind of thinking of some of the guys who are 
unranked or lower ranked off the top of my head who I think Notre Dame's, you know, in, in decent shape for? Uh, the Pennsylvania kid, the linebacker. So I got Isaiah Canyon, Kennedy Urlacher, Davis Andrews, Cole Sullivan, and Cameron Clark. That's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Notre Dame, I think, is a leader or co-leader for all of them. I think they land Urlacher from this group for sure. Uh, I like Notre Dame to land Canyon. I think they got a good shot with Andrews. My coworker Kyle Kelly logged a prediction for Notre Dame to land Cole Sullivan and then Cameron Clark, you know, just at campus this, this past weekend. I think Notre Dame leads for him. So any thoughts on this whole discussion, Tim? Yeah, it, no, it's it's fascinating because people are lose their mind. Oh my god, they you know, it's like just watch the film. Seriously, just watch the film. There some of these dudes could flat out play. You know, and that's going back to when Powers was on, just there's constant guys coming on the scene that well, we didn't know about this guy six months ago. We didn't know about this guy. We didn't know about this guy. This guy was a part-timer as a sophomore, and boom, he's all region as a junior. We just got his film in December. We haven't met as a group to put him in the system, so to speak. You know, That's kind of like Clark and a few of the others guys that didn't have rankings months ago. Keon Keeley was like that for crying out loud. No one ever heard of him when Notre Dame was recruiting him. He was a you know zero star, and then obviously he just slowly worked his way up. So some of these dudes are, are just legit. They're, they really are. They, you watch the Clark guy, the Tennessee guy, and you're like, my God, that guy's explosive. You've been all over Andrews before the show started. I really haven't watched him. I'm watching his film. I'm like, this kid's outstanding. He's just an athlete that you want on the field. I mean, there's a hundred of Notre, guys who played at Notre Dame that are just as good as him that could play. So the wide receiver, I've only seen a little bit of him. He's just tall. Pop it on Cameron Clark's tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark is just like, and I mean, just power and speed. He's, reminds me of the the guy they got this year, uh, Mukum. Uh, they 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 pulled away from Stanford. Just explosive, you know, off the off the ball. And this guy shows the same. Look at that. Look at that change of direction and just relentlessness. And it's it's a whole highlight of this. It's just nonstop. So, you know, you watch these guys and you're like. Is there really 75 other D linemen that are playing tight end, wide receiver? You know, that's the way I start looking at some of these guys. Yeah. And you um, start looking at their rankings, like, really, there's 50 better linebackers and so-and-so? And there, there probably – there maybe is or isn't. Like, yes, you know, I, I know. I know. That, it, that's it's just when I look at the rankings. Like, man, these like, rankings are so subjective. No shit. Watch the – yeah, just watch Yeah, the no, film. I mean, they're, yeah, just watch the film. I mean – and here's another thing. If Notre Dame were to sit around and be like, hmm. Oh, yeah. This guy's a no star. Let's not offer him. Like, how good would they be at their job? Or uh, this guy's a three star. Eh, it's not going to look good for our recruiting. If Marcus Stream's sitting around thinking we need to recruit so we can get a good recruiting ranking, then that he should be fired right now. You know, like they're not doing that. So it's I mean, not. This guy's going to come, come rush the passer, yet he could catch fades like it's going out of style. All right, linemen are not good at catching fades. <laughs> the guy could go catch. Yeah, there's some of these guys Mike could flat out play. And um, this is I mean, there's a lot of them are D linemen. And I'd love to chat about that when we have a shot because a lot of them are D linemen too that are just some freaks. Same, same with this guy. Isn't this from Stucky's high school or his area? From his area? area, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, – same thing. I just – you know, when you what, posted about him the other day, I just You're watched the quarterback. Yeah, he's just – Another athlete. I mean, look at Hillman. 
No one ever heard of Hillman. He ends up being a consensus 150-ish type player this year because it's just when people really start diving into his film, they're like, all right, this guy's very athletic. And then his senior film is it's just freakish. I mean, he looks like an SEC football player on his senior film. So, you know, this goes back to – I mean, some so many of these rankings are done so crazy early. Yeah, you know, it's going, you know, because it's the early signing period, the rush to just get everything in, get commits in so early. That's going back to what um, I think, what is it, Horka, I think, wrote this week? Or maybe, no, maybe it was Kelly, uh, uh, Kyle, who's new on the staff, was talking about where's Notre Dame stand compared to yeah. last year. Yeah, 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 because people are freaking out. They don't have 15 commits. And I'm like, me personally, I like it because I think they're expanding their net and they're just, taking their time with so many guys still evaluating so many good football players. To me, that shows outstanding recruiting department is really what it does because they just constantly are just finding more players, evaluating players, communicating with players and going back to that name image likeness, seeing those guys are going to fit the Notre Dame model. And that's, and that is vital for Notre Dame football. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing on this, um, you know, when, Power talked about on our show. I think it was really interesting. Just like when they start ranking like a the 2025 class, right? Yeah. I think they've already put out 100 players have received four-star rankings without like a national grade yet for on three. Mm-hmm. When you rank early, you have such a small pool of players. Like the, there are plenty of you know programs have offered to plenty of 2025s, but not like they like programs have offered 2024. So you just it's just, but then it continues to grow. Like Isaiah Canyon, three or four weeks ago, had zero offers, right? So you add him to the receiver pool. So yeah. now he's the number 66 receiver in the country, and someone dropped because he was at. So the more you add to the pool, the more guys drop. Like that's kind of just how it goes. So CJ Carr was, you know, like a every website I'm as a borderline five star guy, if not a yeah. five star or whatever. And then, you know, you learn about more quarterbacks and, you know, you know, some of these analysts, some of them like them more than Carr. And that's the, that's the different debate. Um, but we could, uh, we could argue that because, yeah, don't get me into this. He's, he's the 12th best one in the country, but that, yeah, that's. Uh, but here's the thing. This is what I'll say I and I've heard this many times. I disagree with it. I do, yeah. but I can't say that of the guys ranked one through 11, I've watched any of their full games maybe that's not true maybe i've seen one of them in person i don't know but you know like i know he told me he watched i think five or six full games of cj Carr last year i didn't even watch five or six full games cj Carr last year so i can disagree with them but the guys like the guys put in his homework you know like the like, I, I get that, but he didn't have five or six bad games last year, and his stats don't prove that. His numbers don't prove that. His team doesn't prove that. That's, but that's, I think, a lot of the people's argument. I'm guessing the top 11 quarterbacks are very similar. And I mean, you're, you, it's splitting yeah, hairs. I mean, these guys are all elite. Yeah, I get you. I get you. There's a handful, though. I, yeah, CJ Carr being number 12 is Oh, I agree. There's one in particular that I've seen two or three times in person, including one at Notre Dame for Irish invasion last year. I'm like, yeah, that guy's ahead of him. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? But all I, all I ask is that, you know, the, the scouting people, they bust their ass and they're working in, you know, 
when I was at Rivals, mm, I respected the pro, like I respected their position that ranking is impossible and no one's going to be happy unless everyone's the number one player in the country. But otherwise, mm, I, but I will be honest with you on these on three guys. I would not go out of my way saying this stuff if I didn't truly believe it. I would just kind of keep my mouth shut. But I, I do respect their process. But. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of good guys out there. A lot of guys. That, I mean, these rankings are going to move a thousand times. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I would not be paranoid with some of the how you know how recruiting's going. People think Notre Dame's being a little you know slow or lazy or not working hard enough. They've got. I mean, my gosh, they have so many visits lined up. All positions coming up in the next few months. I mean, it's going to be a whirlwind here in the next couple of weeks going all the way through April. And then what the spring games, the 22nd, I believe. Yep. And every coach is going to be on the road Monday, the 24th. They're going to be on the road and they can be on the road until the last day of May. And, you yep. know, those guys are going to be out there. So I don't think I mean, I, I would relax with commitments for a while. That's just me. I I, I mean, they have, they have so many offers out there. They can be kind of picky in a way with so many of these guys they are on especially defensive line. It's like they have so many guys that are high on Notre Dame. It's like they will be a – I mean, they're going to have to turn away some dudes this year, you know, especially linebacker. It always oh, works itself out. No. You don't think so? Eh. I hope well. – There's always going to be guys that Notre Dame feels like they're in good shape for, and you guys yeah. are me reporting that, and then yeah. it's not the case. And it's just – linebacker is one that I – feel decent about you know i got the pick in for kingston you know maybe sullivan peyton pierce i'm curious but i could be better than losing out on all three of those guys too but yeah and your urlacher one's the interesting one because that guy i watch his film safety for now safety yeah yeah he's yeah he's he's gonna be an outside linebacker that guy's just too violent he's he's too violent he's he's got dude he's He's got it in his blood. His dad's freaking Brian Urlacher. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be 225 pounds playing outside linebacker here in the next couple of years. That guy has it. That's his film. But there's another guy, Mike, that was like, you know, why are they offering Urlacher? You know, no one's offered him but Arizona. Watch his film. The dude will knock you into the next day. He is no fear and can fly to the football. Yeah. Domer Wop says rankings are always suspect. I agree. I mean, any rankings, I mean, power rankings, let's rank the best NFL team from one to 32. I mean, any rankings are going to, I, I always love seeing someone post on like Instagram or Twitter, a rankings list. And you just scroll in the comments. Everyone's pissed. This is just the biggest piece of garbage. You should be fired. This is criminal. So-and-so is criminally underrated. I'm like, touch grass, like go outside, smell the air, like you need a life, some of you people, um, who I'm probably pissing off because you're probably watching my show. <laughs> so maybe to- go touch grass while watching the Notre Dame football show on Blue and Gold. Maybe maybe you do both. Rick Palmer, appreciate you uh, donating to the GoFundMe. I just had that pulled up and, and oh, hit nice. the F5 on that. So that's that pretty cool. You guys seriously are awesome with that. Um, please do support uh, my friend and coworker Todd Burledge, his wife Tracy passed away and dropped the GoFundMe in the chat a little bit ago. Tim, this is a great show. We will, Tim. I, I'm going to trust you to jot this down. I was I was going to say we didn't get to the super we're chat. Gonna, let's do that. Let's get into O line D line next week because we we're going to talk about that next week. Definitely, I, I Andrew. I, I appreciate yeah. the super chat from earlier. Yeah. Tim's got to jot it down. We're going to yes. talk about it. 
Um, so yes, that is that's on the to-do list. We're gonna talk about um who was it? Andrew Sprague, Caleb Brewer, and Kevin Haywood. Yep. Three guys. Yep. And then maybe by next Wednesday we'll have more to talk about as well. Maybe some more offensive linemen who are confirmed to be visiting. And I want to get into D line recruiting because that oh is my gosh, that, Tim. I want to get into this. I don't I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't want to talk about D line recruiting because that board's, in my opinion, just a mess. There's so many guys. They've offered like 40 D linemen or something. We're not going to talk about all of them. I want to get into, I think it's a lot better than people are being led to believe. So all right, they've offered 19 edges <laughs> and 17 defensive linemen. So that's 36. There are probably five more in the last hour. And, and then there's a few more who are athletes. Athletes, yeah. Like a like a Cameron Clark. He's so. in a, a Bryce Young an athlete. He's Bryce listed. Young's listed as an athlete yeah. in Cameron Clark. So that's 38. Cameron Clark, yeah. And Cameron then you guys, Clark. and then you're gonna have some who are listed as linebackers, but Notre Dame's recruiting as like a Viper. So yes. it's probably right around 40 who they've offered. Yes. And I, I do think. All right, we'll save it for next week. We'll yeah, save it for yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's a great topic, and definitely with Coach Rudolph and changing some of the offensive line, I, I think he's got. I mean, they're already changing some things since Harry, right? They've already thrown out offers since you know Harry uh, retired. So obviously, they're going after some some different dudes that Harry didn't think you know. You know, that obviously he didn't want. So really would love to get into that. And we'll, I already jotted a note. We'll definitely get into that. Right, and then we're, sure. what, another week away when spring ball starts, 22nd. So, and then we have something next week, Mike, the St. Patty's Day, right? So Yeah. Yeah. That's just next next Wednesday? No, it's Friday. No, no, it's Friday when all the the 25 offers will start to go out. So that'll be fun. They haven't offered many. They've offered just like 10, 20, 25 players. They're, so they're, they will get up to like 80 in one day. Yeah. Well, they're being smart. It's, I mean, there's exactly, you, you offer the few and then I'm sure they're talking to those guys behind the scenes. Like, Hey, we're offering you, but let us just blow this up on Twitter. It's a lot more fun. So it's a smart, smart thing that Notre Dame started here the last couple of years. All righty, Tim. Appreciate your time tonight and folks watching on YouTube. Please do hit that thumbs up before you get out of here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, as always, for more content and uh, podcast audience. Hope you leave us a kind review wherever you get your podcast. Please head to blueandgold.com for all your Notre Dame coverage. I'm Mike Singer. He's Tim Hyde. And as always, folks, we will catch you next time.